hello and welcome to another episode of Generation Zennial. It's Keith and Vinny coming to you on a Friday or whenever you happen to listen to this, but it's Friday morning when we recorded June 11th, 2021. The pandemic's over. No, just kidding. It's not really over, but we've got a lot it's of vaccinations. Over. It's, over. it's over. It's over. It's over, man. No more masks. Hey, AEW had a sold out pay-per-view at the Daily's place last week, you know. AEW had a sold out pay-per-view. Full capacity? Well, I think yeah. it was pretty full capacity. Well, it's Florida. Let's go there. I know a lot of people who were there. I should probably. Oh, do you? I, I yeah. I mean, they took out not very well, but because during know the whole were... the whole setup, they always had like uh, they did a lot like, of dark tapings, didn't they? They did a so lot, the but they had, they had well, they had the fans, the wrestlers around. Then they had, they had limited capacity for a while, but they always had like the stage. You know, they had the two entrances with the stage in the middle. But as soon as they were able to, they got rid of that stage and put people behind. They so they didn't move the ring at all, but they put people behind where that stage used to be. Kept the screen still in the same spot. Went to one entrance on screen left, so instead of it being a center entrance, it came from the side. But they also shifted where the hard cam was. So the hard cam used to be looking uh, straight at the stage. So what you know, so it was looking at both entrances. That was the hard cam, and that's how they shot. And they moved ninety degrees to the right, so the hard cam is now um, look with the stage where it was is to the right of the hard cam now with the entrance on the far right corner. So they kind of just moved it where the hard cam is because they I, obviously they want to show the fans. Oh, we got fans here now instead of the Thunderdome. <laughs> but the Thunderdome. WWE is never going to get rid of that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, we're just but doing this forever. <laughs> I, did, I just know that I, I know a lot of people on, on, on my social media accounts, people that I know were, on the um, socials. were booked on um, a lot of AEW dark matches. Oh, yeah? So I don't know if they did a lot of tapings that um, – during before that show or if it was another taping well usually they do they'll do dynamite and then they'll do dark they'll do all the dark tapings after dynamite gotcha so you know they do eight o'clock dynamite goes live eight to ten and then after ten then they'll just do dark tapings until two in the morning see they used to do the darks before the shows yeah i think i think because but i guess like, you know there's that no makes more sense that know. makes more sense to me because then you don't have to really worry about like time constraints. Yeah, there's no time. Yeah, you're not you're not worrying about getting everyone cleared before the eight o'clock start. And this is before I don't know what they're doing now, but that's before they had fans there. So like they would have all those wrestlers that were there, and then they would just go in, they would change, come back out, do your target tapings. Yeah, I do remember when they started putting the wrestlers in the crowd, and I always thought that was kind of weird because then you had like a <clears throat> a crowd of of guys and girls like working, so it was like they were hey, got- in gimmick, but they were also in the crowd. But it got some of them over. It got some of them noticed, you know. Yeah, which I guess is a good spot. I mean, but like the lower card people that you didn't really know. It's who better they than were. nothing. It gives it, it gave the wrestlers some, something to interact with. Yeah. So that was good. That was nice. Like in the early days of the pandemic, when you know wrestlers were coming out and basically pantomiming to a crowd that wasn't that, that didn't exist. Like I think I talked about this before. It reminded me a lot of like of, of like training, because when you train, you, when you're trained to wrestle, you work like there's a crowd there. Right. Right. Because you got to get used to like popping the crowd and like working the crowd and, you know, using the crowd as, as a way to, you know, get yourself over and get heat. So they would still be doing that for the basically for the camera, but to the crowd. <laughs> like it would be one thing if right. they actually worked the camera, because that's something I, I, I that's kind of like a lost art. If you if you look back at like the 80s and 90s stuff, like. Well, I wonder if you 
I mean, I haven't watched really the NW working the camera as the, like they were doing their entrances and like the, I'm not talking about even during the match. Sometimes during the match, but like one of my favorite spots is like when you, especially on TV, is like when you, you have you have you have a person on the ropes or something, and you're cho- and you're choking them, and the camera gets right up there and you start looking at the camera and you're like, yeah, this is what you get, blah, blah, blah. stuff like that. Like that. That's the, yeah, the, the young bucks do that a lot part. still. The young bucks still do that. Yeah, because they're, they're when they're heel, the and when they're heels, like, they do it a lot more. They they they'll look right at that camera all the time. They're, yeah, they're, they're they're. I wonder student, if NWA does that right now. Because you know, N- yeah, right. NWA is like just doing studio shows right now, so I wonder if they're they do a lot more. I haven't watched Power. I keep forgetting that Billy Corgan owns the, the right. Is that, I actually just listened to an interview with him the other day. That's what made me think about. It. I was like, I forgot Billy Corgan is also. <laughs> Smashing Pumpkins and the owner of the NWA. <laughs> I mean, I know he's always a big pro wrestling fan, and he. Well, he was involved with uh, Impact for a while, but yeah. I think creatively they bumped heads because he wanted to do things more old school style, and he he had ideas, probably do certain things, and Dixon Carter was the NWA happening. revival. Yep. I mean, is, I, uh, I kind of want to check it out and see what, is, what it's is, all is about. Is Nick Aldis still their champ? Who's, who's the NWA I don't currently know. Last time I checked, it was it was Nick Aldis. I, I know. Really, really nice guy, by the way. I know the women's champ changed. I know. I'm um, gonna start name. I'm gonna start the name. The name drop podcast. I'm gonna start. Yeah. Just, oh, I I know. I know that guy. That, that I've met. I've met uh, Vince. Yeah, you were telling that story. I, I, met, I met I met Linda. Former uh, Connecticut gubernatorial candidate did she no for, senatorial candidate she ran for senate she ran for senate twice she should have ran remember, for governor first i think remember, she would have remember a chance. the reason why one of the reasons why i always think the wwe went to pg-13 was because she was running for yeah this office. is very coincidental i think they tried to play it off like oh no it has nothing oh to do no with that, but well it's um, it, it's it was, very, it was very coincidental that they also had hunter and stephanie friendly. having a kid at the same time it's like a lot of things yeah, happen maybe, at the same time. Maybe that had something to do with it. Did um, I ever tell you the time I was shooting a kid's birthday party and Triple H was there? I don't think so. Tell that story. Oh, man. So, I, so you know, on the side, I do video business. And um, I, was, I, I did a lot of work for this one family. They were kind of a rich family in Westport that wanted, like, their kids every birthday party videotaped. I'm like, whatever. It's crazy, but you'll pay me for it, so I don't care. <laughs> so, they're, so they rented out this space in Westport, um, so Westport has the Westport Playhouse and they have a little barn next to it that you can rent out for parties. And I think it was like the kid's fifth birthday party. So it was like all kindergarten kids there. And so and it had, they had a kid's band even and the band's playing, right? And I'm, you know, I'm videotaping stuff. And so this is all like Greenwich people, Westport, you know, this is all Westport people, right? You know, so it's all, all like that. They're having, their, they're having their kid's birthday party videotaped. So I'm assuming yeah. it's pretty, pretty uh, well-off yeah. family. So, you know, I see like, you know the usual people that i know from the and now that but there's other people that haven't been there before like families and friends of the kid and all of a sudden i see like out of the corner of my eye, i see like this this guy with like long hair that just doesn't like fit in with everybody else like because i'm seeing from the back this long hair t-shirt i'm like like i literally said to myself who's this jabroni over there and then he turned around and i said shit that's triple h <laughs> so i'm like oh, all right I'm working. I can't just go over and be like, Hey, what's up? You know, and talk to him. Like he's talking to other people, whatever. But I'm like, I want to be like, 
And then, of course, I'm texting my friend on the side who's a big wrestling fan. He's like, oh, you should go say hi to him. I'm like, dude, I'm working. I can't just be like, let me put my camera down and, yeah. and walk up to you. And, like, I, I got to keep a professionalism. It's a weird situation. Like, you want to kind of, like. Be- and also, Triple H was never my uh, favorite anyways. So, I thought I thought the shoulder block, shoulder block, high knee. But whatever. Um- <laughs> he, he was um, kind of the old school mentality where it was do – do the same thing really well, yeah. which works. I it don't want to take like it, that works. I think I think one of the biggest problems in wrestling now is that um, people try to do too much and try to have too big of a of a move set, if you will. Um, right. You don't, you don't need to do like Bret Bret Hart, one of the considered one of the best wrestlers of all time, especially technically, had six moves. You know, basically. Yeah. You know, they used to call them the five moves of doom. We did the backbreaker, the Russian leg sweep. That, that elbow off the ropes, you know. But if you can tell a story, it doesn't, you know, you only you tell a story, so it really doesn't matter. Like, that's, hey, that's, that's a, good, a good starting pitcher only needs three good pitches, you know? This is true. You don't need yeah. to have five pitches in your back pocket. If you, you, if you, need... if you throw those really well. And if you you're know, a closer, you need one pitch. You basically just blow a bottom, baby. You know? Mario Rivera had two pitches, a fastball and not a fastball. <laughs> <laughs> that fastball was really good. So when you, but so if, when, you uh, throw, when you threw not the fastball, you were thrown off. So it's like if you got if you got a couple moves, but those moves are really good, that's all you need. But yeah, I don't know. I was, just, I was just never a fan of his. I don't know why. Um, well, let's be fair. He did work. He worked heel most of his career. He was always best as a heel. I but I like I like good heels. Like a good heel, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can really get behind. Like when I know, like when Jericho's heel, it's it's entertaining. Jericho's heel. always entertaining, though, wasn't he? He's well, that's a, true. He, Face heel, he's whatever. Just an entertaining, like kind of guy. Like he's just somebody who just kind of exudes that charisma and just knows how to get himself over, no matter what he's doing out there. Um, Once in a while, I know he's he he purposely like every time he comes back, he like drops some of his old stuff and has new stuff, and he never wants to go backwards. Every once in a while, when he's giving a promo, I just want him to go, and we will never, ever. I just yeah, want him, like, never lost that. I, like, that's I just want him to say it once in a while. It'll get a cheap. It'll get cheap pop. Dude, that's the thing. Catchphrases. Catchphrases are huge in wrestling, and I don't know if that's still a, a thing that people use any as as much as they used to, because it was a way to get the crowd involved. Because let's be honest, a lot of part of the like wrestling crowds, they just want to be included. They want to be part of the show. Right. Um, and that's one way to make them part of the show. That's why, um, you know, the New Age Outlaws entrance was so iconic, right? Oh, my it God. Was, it was amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, D-Generation right. is proud to bring to you the Tag Team Champions of the World. <laughs> right? And it felt like it never got old. Yeah. No, sorry. I mean, you know, you change up the, <laughs> right. the, the ending part a little bit. But yeah. you can always end it with Billy Gunn saying, suck it. I mean, but the problem is, like, I think a lot of the good catchphrases were ones that, either they came up with on themselves or someone creatively just helped them like Austin 316 and stuff like that was is very simple and to it. But then I think in the recent era, especially in the WWE creativity machine, like it is now you get things like get these hands. I'm like, what kind of catchphrase is that? Put it on a t-shirt. That's what it is. Yeah. But it just doesn't oh, it just, it's like, Okay, he's a big dude. He has big hands, but it doesn't like. <laughs> I got big hands. Check I got out big my hands. big hands. Got these hands. I'm like, that's not creative, and that's not like. And people said it. But I'm like, so stupid. And now that's why, like, uh, like inspired. Daniel Bryan's like yes chant. I think that got over really well. That was like just really simple, cool and, and easy, and 
and it, and it worked. And I think the best ones come from, and that was natural. Like that was just became a natural thing that he started and just gets on and, and he's good at that. But you know, the, the good, the good catchphrases I think are ones that come naturally and people, you know, the old school wrestle, especially when you work hundreds of house shows, you, you try them out and figure out which ones work. It's like a comedian, you know, you go out there in your clubs and you try different stuff and you work it out until you get the right one. And then you can. Well, that's what house shows were back in the day, right? They yeah. Were basically. And people don't really, I mean, cause they have not, you know, every match wasn't televised. So it was, you would do the same match with the same person over and over and over again. So it got to the point where it was so like. Good. And like it was like yeah. re- like was that like it was almost like rehearsing a play like you got it down to the point where you, you could do it on autopilot and it, and it looked amazing. And then when you go see at the pay per view, it looks great. Right. So I mean, that's the down. I guess that's the downside right now to pandemic life is they're not doing all these house shows. I'm sure they're enjoying it though because they don't have to travel as much. But <laughs> for the younger people that need like their refinement, yeah, that's where they. But even it's, it's, it's just a, it's just such a different like lifestyle than it than it used to be too. I mean, think about yeah. those you know back back in the day, the wrestlers they were working you know four hundred matches a year, four hundred fifty yeah, matches crazy. a year. Like sometimes they're doing twice a day, you know, twice a day they're doing shows. So and they're I mean, not even doing and they're, three not, times on Sunday. You're not necessarily talking about ten minute matches either. You're talking about forty minute, sixty minute matches. Yeah, and then well then you get your TV tapings where you do like two or three, right? Four. So. And, but you know, everyone would get a, everyone would get like a, a spot. But anyway, well, that's enough so, yeah, about our wrestling our, talk that, for that today. Was the wrestling, that was the wrestling <laughs> portion of our, of our podcast. I hope. So, so Ant, I have a question for you. What about his emails? What about Dr. Anthony Fauci's emails? <laughs> I mean, they just leaked. Does that change everything for you, Libs? And they weren't leaked. <laughs> <laughs> that's one of the that's one of my biggest like pet peeves when when, when this first when this first dropped because we didn't get a chance to talk about it last week um it was kind of it was kind of fresh like, it, it was, was fresh kinda, and we just didn't talk but like i've been watching it over my mind and then i've been after, watching the videos I, on the tiktoks all week and it's funny yeah after uh after the episode last week i, I texted you and i said i wanted to talk about fauci's emails and i totally forgot um so yeah last week um obviously i don't even remember now who did the FOIA request in the show league it was it was a FOIA request um, yeah that, 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 freedom which, of which anyone can do out there by the way if you want yeah. you know if you want any public information that's done by the government you can you can re- you have to pay for it but you can request basically anyone's email anyone anyone in your in your public school districts mm-hmm. um any government officials you can you can request their emails if you want um you know you can basically get your superintendent's emails in your, in your local school district if you want to um this is something that that that, that the freedom of freedom of information uh, provided um so someone i don't remember who at this point but foia dr fauci's emails and they were released and ooh, there's nothing were people were people having a field day with them though there's nothing like if if something super inflammatory would was in those emails it would have come out by now but you but, notice how that story died down pretty quick to the point there where was like nothing in there to the point where like it's been it's only been a week and like nobody's talking about it anymore. because so if you look at right-wing conspiracy theorists yeah well all but, the all, anything that's fringe out there that was in the emails were things that were sent to him it's like there right. there were there were some weird things that were like whatever this that the other thing but those right. were people all were things to, that people were trying to play he received and then yeah and they were trying to build that up and then everything else is like literally a documentation of him learning science and the way science is learned in 
evolving opinion over time based on science and it changing like it really did. And there's nothing yeah, and, to talk and about. And weird things. I think, I think one of the things that, that people were sharing around was one particular email that he wrote about, about mask wearing, right? Because that's been a big contention and whether or not masks are effective or not. Um, I didn't spoiler see that alert. one. Spoiler, spoiler alert, they, they are effective. They're very effective. But basically he said something to the point where, because you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, a lot of people were saying the particles can still pass through the mask. And that that's somewhat true for the, for the you know, the basic surgical mask, the cloth mask, the people, not the cloth mask, I'm sorry. The, yeah, the paper mask. The, the paper mask that people are wearing. Yeah. Um, but it does keep the virus from spreading. It may yes. not keep the virus from coming in Right. And that's been consistent messaging this entire time. Yes. The mask no is not about protecting from the you. different. The mask is not protecting the individual. It's protecting other people from you. Right. Which, which was the biggest problem because people don't care about other people around. Yeah. That is, we, that is we, always we've said the this, problem. We've said this so many times. If, 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 if a minor inconvenience can, can help save lives, People, a lot of people are going to be like, oh, I don't care about that minor inconvenience. Right. <laughs> it's, 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 it's been proven throughout history. I'm sorry. It, it, it's, it's kind of it's sad, to be honest with you. Um, but we've seen the same hey. things with things like seatbelts, mm -hmm. motorcycle helmets, bicycle helmets. Like, things like the reason you wear a seatbelt is not because, uh, guess, we don't want you flying through the, through the car window. <laughs> because, guess what? That then that also makes the car that you're driving more unsafe to other people on the road as well right. right it's not always just about you and that's something that we don't do a very good job of explaining to people well i think actually i think we do a great job of explaining i think again like you said people don't care right well if we, maybe if we did a better job explaining how and why like we should well, it's just people don't people don't care about morality people but that's it's just like that's, this is, pri this that's, is pride communist that's communist indoctrination though isn't it you know this is also pride month and people don't care about people's rights and you know their their belief in individual you know i am who i am but other people don't care if they don't fall into your what their belief system of what a person should be it's wrong to them and they don't have respect for that other human being because again yeah people, well and the sad thing too is they'll try to frame that as protecting other people right oh yeah um, or it's a religious thing or blah blah, blah this that the other thing and will somebody think of the children Oh, well, somebody think of the children. Yeah, I am thinking of the children. If my son is gay or transgender, I'm going to support him or her in whatever way he decides or her decides to go with the rest of their lives. Right. You know, so I, that's 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 me thinking about the children. I'm thinking about what are my children going to end up identifying as later on and supporting that and being and hoping the world welcomes them. And also your children will be better people for just, just for having more inclusive thoughts. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, we, we teach kids love is love and you know, there's no, I will say one thing is you say a lot of things, is, which, which is, which is optimistic. I'll say a bunch of things because you know, we still got about half, half hour, 45 minutes to talk. Yeah. But um, one thing that's optimistic to me is that the world in general is becoming a better place. I think we often lose sight of that. Um, because there are still so many problems in, in, the, in the world. I was going to say this country, but it's not just the country, it's the world, right? Um, but that being said, the world is still getting better. It's maybe not getting better to the, at the rate that it should be or that we want it to. 
Well, well to paraphrase, one doctor, thing I always try to I always try to remind myself is that the world the world is getting a better place for everybody, right? The world is yeah. becoming a more inclusive place. Um, we 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 are fighting fighting poverty, you know, throughout the world, which which is instrumental in making this world a better place for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't lose don't lose sight of that. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, I was yes, gonna say to paraphrase Dr. Fight. King. To to paraphrase Dr. King. The arc of justice is long, but it curves towards no. The arc of oh, now I forgot what it is. <laughs> the arc of something happens. is long, but it curves towards justice. The arc of humanity is long, but it curves. I don't. Towards, I, I, don't shit, know I forgot it. Now, 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 now I it's it's talking about like it takes a long time to get there, but eventually we get to the right place. Yeah. And yes, wow, that, I'm mean, gonna. It, I, it, may, it may not. Please seem do. Like please do not write letters for how I botched Dr. King's. Have we gotten one letter yet, Keith? And, no, so I don't write. Write us, write us letters. No, okay. write us letters you know what? and tell us, tell, tell us how, us how bad Keith saying. is for not remembering this phrase, and and share share it with your friends. We will not, we will not have a fact check at the end of the show, so don't don't wait for it. <laughs> you know that's we're gonna get way off topic because, um, but I guess it kind of ties into fascist emails. Um, I always want to have a show. If if I had you know millions of dollars to, to to have my own like network and produce my own television shows, where Basically, that's that's what it was. It was it was kind of like almost like a game show format, where you would have debates, and then you would have fact checkers, right? And each side could choose their own fact checker, but you had to like you had to stick to like the facts, right? So like you'd go back and forth, and then the fact checkers would be like, no, this and this, and then you'd be able to like kind of parse out the information because that's 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 something I think, and this obviously goes back to the emails. This is this is something that's that's missing in 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 discourse is being able to to accurately parse information you know there was um, a, actually a show a podcast that did that a couple times live um the freakonomics podcast they had these live shows i forget the name of the show but basically they would have contestants come on and you know they'd have an expert about one thing they'd have a guest host and then they have other people and they'd have a live fact checker on the side so as people were talking we're live fact checking things and they said it was just it, basically they only did a handful or maybe 10 of them I think became, it's a great idea. It's just became here so, is, though, so much of a beast to do. The, it was like the problem is you kind of need two fact checkers. Well, it was only right? one person at a time. It wasn't a debate. It was like a storyteller okay. kind of thing. But here's the problem with with, with quote unquote fact checking. Some it's anyone can call themselves a fact checker. <laughs> yes. Um, Verify. Doesn't doesn't smart. doesn't mean anything if you just come out and say oh, I'm a fact checker and here's the facts and then you don't give the actual facts or you or you or you hide some of the some of the facts. Um, you're not, you're not really fact checking, are you? That's, I mean, that's why like you can share all the Snopes articles you want with people and they'll just say, well, Snopes is a, is a, is a left-wing biased um, entity. And like, we don't, we shouldn't have to listen to this. And then you say, well, okay, what evidence do you have that, that doesn't support this or that goes against this? And they'll say, well, I don't have any, but I know Snopes is lying to me. Isn't it so interesting how everything that's a fact checking entity is also left wing? (laughs) Yeah, because, you know, because we care about facts, and obviously, when we say left wing in this in this um, circumstance, we mean we mean liberal. We um, we mean not conservative. Yeah, yeah. I again, I I don't like the use of the term left to describe liberals as someone who considers himself a leftist. Um, but you know, left of center. It, it is what it is. You know, it well, it's, just, it's, it's just, especially in this, it's in, the, in the, especially in this country. You know, if you're you know, <laughs> if you're anything to the left of um, you know fascism. You're basically a, a communist. And Joe Biden is a communist, right? So I'm still oh, waiting for him I'm, to implement communist policies. 
I'm gonna try to get this penny to stick to my arm real quick. Oh, the, the magnetics. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, it doesn't work. Okay. Yes. Because oh. coins aren't magnetic. That's right. That is true. <laughs> you see, we're just run, run your hand over the computer. If it, if it and by the way, the, you already have metal in your body that. anyways. You do. You have iron. Um, that helps your, that helps your uh, carry oxygen throughout your body. Yeah, and, and if you don't have iron, you have an iron deficiency. Deficiency, You have problems and take iron supplements. That's, this is true. You know, we're, we're made out of metal people. Um, that's actually well, magnetic. Mostly that's water. the funny part. Iron is actually magnetic <laughs> and things don't stick to you now. We're, mo uh, we're mostly water, but yeah. Yeah, mostly water. <laughs> I, I said this the other day. My kids were like fighting with a sprinkler. And I was like, since we're mostly water and you have a water fight, are you really just fighting with yourself? <laughs> and then my wife, I think my, and then my wife just like shook her head at me. <laughs> And your wife was like, if you begin to be edibles again, Keith. <laughs> no. Although Connecticut is one step closer to having it legal in the state. Which it step did they take? Uh, the Senate passed it. The state yeah. Senate. Um, well, New week. York, New York, I think Cuomo signed a bill this year to, to legalize uh, marijuana. We'll see how long it takes to actually get into, uh, into for stores to actually open. I think Connecticut has a date for 2022. I forgot what. But it's legal is. now to to smoke weed on the street. Anywhere you can smoke tobacco, you can you mm, can smoke yeah. marijuana. Just don't tell them where you got it because it's not legal to sell you. You can't buy it. Yeah, but you can <laughs> you can you can have it. And you can smoke it. Mm, the irony. Um, the the irony. <laughs> it's just well, it's just like drug laws are so messed up. But that's beside the point. We're not going to that debate again today. No, no. Yeah. But getting back, getting back to the to the emails and 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 basically right wing conspiracy theories, because here's here's all you really need to do to, to have a conspiracy. You just need to, to to sow doubt, right? You don't really need to have um, facts on your side. You just need to have you just need to have enough um, cloudy information out there, because what we've seen is now a resurgence of the lab leak theory, which mm -hmm. is which is. Which is one thing, um, you know, I think Facebook and, you know, social media platforms and a lot of people got a lot of heat for just dismissing the lab leak fairy without really any evidence to support dismissing it. Mm -hmm. But the reason they were doing that, I think, is because there wasn't really ev any evidence and there still isn't any evidence to support a lab leak theory. From the, and honestly, a lot of this has to do with them just wanting to discredit Dr. Fauci um they you know a lot of right-wingers aren't happy with dr fauci for, and they also want to blame china they just want to they want to have they, they want to be able to blame china they want to be able to blame and, somebody and, i mean they're already going to blame china for any anything right because communist you know communist china they always throw communist china behind that even though well it's always really, trying to be punitive. i don't really consider i know china calls themselves communist and to a certain extent they do have some communist ideologies i guess they're not but, but to me um they're they're not <laughs> they're a communist not really, dictatorship really i guess communist. it's not really communist in, in the way i think of like marxist communism right um it's not really much of a democracy there no it's a, it's um, a police state yeah yeah police states are you know if you it's, talk it's, to it's, a lot of communists they don't really like police. but anyway we're getting uh but so well going back to the lab leak theory first of all i i said this to my wife early on i was like whether it did or did not leak from a lab 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 um, does not currently matter when we're trying to fight it. Like let's let's fight it first. Let's get a let's get the vaccine there out and all that stuff. We can like 
But then you can't blame anybody. Right. But here's the thing. All this this has to do with, I'm sorry, I'll let you finish. Well, well, my point is like, there's, there's two different battles in my mind. One is let's just fight against the virus over here. And then the, on the other side is figuring out where it came from. Right. But you don't need to know where it came from to fight the pandemic knowing where it came from. No. Yeah. You might help you a little bit, but it's, it's, it's not important in the, okay, let's get everyone to wear a mask. Let's get everyone vaccinated. That is a separate column versus investigation of origin. Origin, c- origin can happen at any time. It can be ongoing, can be parallel. It, we should, we were doing a parallel. They already had one investigation. They're going to do more. I I'm fine with them looking into it a little deeper. I have no problem with that. Cause it is good to know where it came from because it could have been from the wet markets. It could have been from this, you know, the, the idea of having a virus jump from one species to another is that's how we got AIDS. That's not an uncommon thing. It happens all the time. That's how a lot of viruses go from one species to another it becomes an epidemic and pandemic. Um, but that is a separate column from fighting it. And we should not be uh, crossing those two over. And then the other idea of, I've just been thinking about this a lot recently as far as justice goes. The idea of every time something happens to be punitive, where we have to punish somebody because an accident happened, is just, to me, does not make sense for a better society. Because, you know, even if you simple, simple terms, like, you know, because there's actually other, there's municipalities that are changing how they do this. You know, say, say you run a stop sign and you didn't run it on purpose. It's more of because you didn't see it because of the height of the stop sign or whatever, the line wasn't on the road. Instead of just giving out ticket after ticket after ticket, go back and figure out why am I giving a hundred tickets a day at this one intersection? Is the intersection designed incorrectly and people are not aware that they should be stopping here instead of just punishing people constantly? We're, we have too much of a punitive system where we want to punish people instead of figuring out why people are doing the thing they're doing. Well, a lot of that has to do with being rewarded for punishing people because then, you know, that, that town or municipality or city or whatever is going to get money for right. those tickets. So that's that's one way to look at it. Well, we also go into education with it that too, has, like that has school a lot to do systems. With also too, with like for-profit prisons. And I know in New York State, right. we don't, we don't tech, you know, we don't have not for-profit prisons. No, but we shouldn't be, we shouldn't have to have an incentive to, to imprison people. Like, right. Um, we have the largest prison population in the entire world. So I, I don't know if that's making us safer. It's necessarily. not. It's not. Um, I think statistically it would bear out that, it, that it's not making us safer. So maybe there, we should definitely look into different ways of, of doing that. Um, but yeah, I think what I was going to say before was. Sorry, yeah, I went on a tangent there. No, I've, been th- I've been thinking and about that all week. That's good. That's what we're here for, Keith. We're here to talk about our feelings. This is. I, 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 here's a little, here's a little inside baseball here. This, this podcast isn't for the audience. This is for, <laughs> basically a free therapy session. So we can just get things off our chest that, 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 that bother us, but <laughs> thanks. But thanks for listening anyway. Uh, we, we really thanks, appreciate th- it. Thanks for joining in. Yeah. Thanks for joining in. Um, but yeah, um, the priority shouldn't, the priority should be to save lives, right? That's right. should be the number one priority when it comes to basically any policy almost. Um, the policy should be designed to, to, to save and protect lives. So if that policy isn't saving and protecting lives, it's it should, then it's a bad policy. Be, doesn't need to be the, the forefront. Um, but here, here's my point, the whole thing with the emails and, and the lab leak, and, and we'll get off it in a little bit, but 
like I said, you don't need, here's, here's, I guess here's the big takeaway. You, you, they, you don't need facts on your side to do this. You just need to cloud the facts or mm -hmm. ask, ask questions that you don't, that you don't even have the answers to, but you know, it'll put the idea in people's minds who already have a bias towards, you know, that, that idea. So if and you always have, have it, and always have it sound a little bit plausible. Oh yeah. You know, I mean, that's, that's, that's probably that, the biggest part of it. That little that, bit of that, that's, the, that's the whole thing with the, you know, gain of function research. Um, you know, that's, that's, that's been big in the news. Um, you know, Rand Paul, the, the Senator from Kentucky who got punched in the face by his neighbor. Good. I, Punch him again. Yeah, I don't like to uh, promote violence, but I, I wasn't, I'm not, I'm not mad about it. Uh, <laughs> just being honest. Um, you know, he, he's, he's going after Dr. Fauci again about um, gain-of-function research and, you know, the, um, the NIH funding the Wuhan lab for gain-of-function research, even though they stopped the gain-of-function research. And then it turns into, well, how can you trust them that they actually didn't put this money towards gain-of-function research? You saw this actually, too, um, and with a lot of the, um, with the Israeli-Hamas conflict, um, you know, last last month or a few weeks ago, who knows? Time time is a flat circle. I can't remember how how things time works anymore. But um, when people were fundraising for you know Palestinian civilians, a lot of a lot of people turn that on. Oh, you're fundraising for Hamas, and you say no. I'm like here's the here's the organization that I'm you know that I looked into. That's that's putting money towards you know helping civilians, um, you know helping the people of, of Palestine. And, then, and they'll say, well, how do you know that money is actually going? And, and to be fair, you, you never, because that's, the, you can't prove a negative, right? You, right. Oh, you can always, you can always say, well, what if, what if they're, what if they're lying to you? What if this organization is lying to you? What if that, because you can't really prove it, right? You can't well, the prove same that thing. they're not putting money towards it, right? Because you that's don't what, That's what people tell me, like, oh, you know, I give money to a homeless person on the street. Like, how do you know they're really homeless? How do you know they're just not trying to get money? I'm like... I don't know, but I rather err on the side of caution that that person does need food and I'm going to give them money so that they can eat today. You know, and a hundred times out of, you know, 80 times out of a hundred, I give it to the right person. 20 times I don't, I don't care because. That's a weird it, way to do a ratio. I, I didn't even like, I was, I mean, I mean, you know, <laughs> I, was like, I don't know why I did that ratio. 80 out, 80 out of a hundred. Reduce that fraction, Keith. Reduce the fraction. Eight, eight out of 10. Listen, my be, wife's be a math good. teacher. She's going to listen to this and she's going to be very angry. <laughs> So if, I have to put that, if, I have to just say that. If a couple times out of how many times I do it, you know, yeah, it is someone just kind of gain the system and pretending to be homeless to get money. Oh, well, I, I rather give money to a lot of people and hopefully some of them actually need it and some of them don't, but at least money got to people that need it. How do you know money. that homeless person isn't funding like, like, Islamic and, terrorism. And also, I don't care if that right homeless terrorism. uses that food for, I don't care if that homeless person uses that money for food, alcohol, or drugs. They, you get, I gave it to them. It's no longer my concern what they use it for, or how they want to survive. Um, I don't, I'm not going to hold them accountable for it. It's, it's trying to do a good thing. And my favorite, how do you know they're really homeless? Like, it's like, why? Like, I'm sorry, but if you're panhandling for a living, like, like if you see the same person on the corner every day, that's hard. Get, that's hard work. Well, that's hard work than a lot of jobs out there. I think. And I like how some people are like, oh, that person's got new sneakers on. They're not really homeless. I'm like, oh, I don't know where stuff. they got them. They could, someone could have given them those sneakers. They could have gone to the shelter. They could have gone to Goodwill. You know, could have stolen them. 
but I don't even care. They could they could have taken the money that people gave them and went out and bought home, new sneakers. If you're homeless and you steal a pair of sneakers, I ain't gonna be mad at you. No. And so it's just like it's just me. A lot of people would be very angry about that. No, I I, I, I don't probably know why, wouldn't. but they they would. Well, actually, a couple of years ago, a couple That's years the ago, between me and other people, I think there was a couple of years ago. I was at the grocery store, and this I saw like two people at the store like rushing out chasing somebody because someone was like went right out the door without paying for their groceries and i'm not talking it was not even a lot it was like loaf of bread it, it was it was like I get, five I get it was like five items right and the person got in the car and they drove away and stuff was still in the carriage i'm like and i looked at what was in the carriage i was like it was some you know maybe some vegetables like they said a loaf of bread type of thing it wasn't like a lot of things i'm like this person needed that food and you're treating them like they just robbed the bank yes like you got their license plate, all this stuff. Again, it goes back back to like we're such a punitive system of like you broke the rules. We're gonna punish you as much as we can. Like, did you? Well, it's also protecting your it's protecting capital, right? You yeah, protecting protect, capital. But you're, uh, you're you're taught as an employee that you need to protect the company because that's the, the company's providing for you. I'm like, you know how many people walk out? Of, yeah, how how many? And of course, this person was black, of course, because why would we, we probably wouldn't happen to a white person that looks you know like they have a job they probably you wouldn't know, have been treated more they probably wouldn't have been treated as aggressively i think it was just how, how, many, how many times do i go through the self-checkout lane and no one ever you know once a year i get a quote-unquote audit in the self-checkout lane where they scan four items in your bags to make sure that you have things right how many times could i walk through out that store without paying for everything that i've bought a hundred times at least but one person Who's, who clearly needs the food gets chased after like they just robbed the bank or something worse. It, it just, in retrospect, after thinking about it, I was like that, it really made me sad um, that that's how, how our society functions. And, and we need to realign our thought as a society of how we treat other people. Well, it's up to me. I mean, there, there would be no homeless people and well, there would be no hungry people. I, I think people forget that you know we uh, we we produce more food in this country than people can eat. Like, yeah, realistic. And then we hoard so, the grain. The fact the fact that there are hungry people in the world, to be honest with you, is kind of a, a failing of of our system. So mm-hmm. that being said, yeah, we just got really down. Okay, we gotta finish this off on a high note. Um, oh, you sent me that video. I didn't watch the video. I read that's the not a high note, is it? Yeah, no, it isn't. You didn't but... watch the. Maybe we'll save the video for next week. All right, fine. Oh, um, I just, I know where the video is going, but yeah, <laughs> it's like I read they, it. I'm like, oh man. And this is happening across the country. Is basically is one of uh, my not. I wouldn't say local, but not too far away. Actually, um, one of our college friends is lives in that. Uh, lives around that town. Might even live in, in that town. He does um, live in that town. That's where he works, isn't it? I, be- I thought so. Yeah. But anyway, um, this, this woman went to a school board meeting and basically um, was very angry at the school board for teaching, for the, for the school teaching kids that homophobia is a thing and, and, and racism exists. Um, we'll, we'll get more into it next week. But if, you, if you're interested, you could, you could check that out. Uh, uh, just Google Carmel, Carmel School Board Woman Rants. I'm sure that'll... Yeah, sure go on, you, go on the YouTube's and you'll find it pretty fast. Yeah, I'm, it's it's kind of it's it's she's actually making national news. Um, 
Oh, of course she, she well she got a she got an interview with, with uh, greg uh, kelly on newsmax which oh, oh yeah made things even worse can you define national news well i mean they're cable news so they're national, national like, conservative we're, we're an international podcast because oh, we had true. we've had people listen from from the uk so we can call ourselves an international podcast mm. uh, <laughs> but yeah um so maybe we'll get into, that's a little preview for for next week um, something I forgot to ask you before the show started that just oh, popped yes. in my head. Have you uh, have you watched Loki yet? I did not watch it yet. It's been a busy week. I hear you. I, I know it just came out. I think I'm, I think I'm gonna let it save up and watch a couple. Of, I just you know end of the year fiscal year budget for us. So I just I got two big shipments in the last two days that I've had to open up and go through, and I have another one coming in still. Yeah, it's so gonna be. It's, I think it's gonna be one of those shows that I that I really like. It's very um. Very sci-fi, time travel type deal. Um, Ooh. So it's well, you know, I'm a Doctor Who fan, so has I've heard, heard I've heard a lot of people com- compare it to like Hitchhiker's Guide, Doctor Who, that kind of like um, sci-fi. So it's it, it, like um, I don't. Did, excuse me. Did you ever see uh, Legion? No. Did I? That was on FX. That was that was no, a really I did good not. Show it, not no. so much time travel in that, but very like surreal and you know different kind like kind of like you know warps your yeah. idea of reality because it doesn't it's not actually based in reality right so <laughs> that makes sense i love um, that stuff actually yeah that me too it's that's the way you know sci-fi should be it's that's why i'm a big you know hitchhiker's guide to the, the galaxy fan which i've that's, never actually seen or read um if you I, don't feel like it's not that actually the first book isn't even that i'm sorry long. i admit this there's there's five there's five books or six books now in total five i think were written by douglas adams the six was written by somebody else i actually have a very big speaking of sci-fi i have a very big ethical decision to decide soon because i just found out apple tv is going to be producing the isaac asimov foundation series as a tv series and i was about to start reading that series and i'm like do i want to read it or do i just want to get apple tv and watch it i think i'm going to read it still because I, I already started reading. I'm halfway through the first book already. You can pirate it in, in Roblox. Yeah, but I don't... Not in real life. That's the new thing, by the way, um, for you kids out there. Because I, I, people were people were saying, like, do, do things that, that may not be legal or not, but they were they were getting around it by saying doing it in Minecraft. And then Twitch started to catch on to that. So now they're saying Roblox. So oh, geez. For, for, for you kids out there, that's, that's, a, that's a pro tip. That's the new one? Oh. No, so I just don't know if uh, yeah, my kid plays Roblox. Jeez, he's in first grade. <laughs> um, yeah, so you know, if, but it's just it's if, a, if you if you if you want to you know get in a virtual reality machine reality machine and, and pirate it in, in your virtual reality machine, go, go oh, for it. Oh, that's oh, I see what's happening. Yeah, so I don't want to go out there and say pirating is good because obviously stealing is bad, Keith. Yeah, stealing from from Apple is would be a crime, and you don't want to commit crimes that would make you a criminal. No, here here's the thing though. It's not but if you did from it in Apple. your virtual reality machine, that wouldn't be a crime because it's virtual reality. It's not real. This is where this is where I have because I've I've flipped on this over the years. I refuse to pirate any music or and anything that's entertainment produced that's created by artists. I will not pirate because okay. that takes that takes money out of. Yes, there's the big corporate overlord that takes the most money out of it. That takes but, all of it. <laughs> but you also still majority have majority of it. When you talk about music, you have the musicians, the engineers that that takes money out of their hand, that you know, takes money from them. I'm not talking about taking money from Metallica. I'm talking about the next Metallica. You know, there's so, always ways to you're right, but there's always ways to give them money. 
There is. There's always other ways to give them money. And you know, I think a lot of I think a lot of, um, the problem I think is a lot of smaller bands are smart because I think a lot of them there they don't are. don't mind if their music pirate because that's how you kind of spread the word, especially if you're a band that can't get on. Because as we all know, you know, radio stations are now owned by two companies basically. So if you, if you can't get on one of the two radio stations. But if you're but like TV series, right? You know, it you go from the actors down to the DPs and the lighting and the sound to the carpenters. There's a thousand people that are getting paid by that. Yeah, but they already made the series key. They already got paid. I, 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 I get what you're saying. I get because, what you're saying, especially as someone in Because I, te- I tell like, my kids that I tell my students not to do anything for free. Good. Like, I don't, don't, don't even go take pictures of your friend's wedding for free. Get 50 bucks for it. I don't care if it's 50 bucks. Get money for it. Or maybe at least they, they give you a free meal. Well, you get that anyways. That's part of your contract. <laughs> That's the contract. Hot dog and a handshake. That's what yeah, they used to right. say in the in the good old wrestling business back in the day. I saw so, I saw a funny tweet. I don't know who tweeted it. They were like, "What if you're a guy who just really likes hot dogs, and then the promoter hands you an envelope after the show, <laughs> <laughs> or an envelope full of cash after?" The well, show. if you really like hot dogs, you should go to Rudy's in New York because they give away free hot dogs at the bar. Oh, I got I got a tour coming in. I'm gonna have to hop off because now I have real work to do. All right. That's, All right. That's fine. We we uh. That was about an hour. It's been an hour. There's one other topic that I wanted to touch on, but it, it's it's kind of dark, so maybe we'll save that for next week. Then. We'll save it for next time. I got people coming in, so I gotta head out anyways. All right. Anyone? Well, thanks can, for listening, everybody. Maybe they maybe they don't want they don't want to be on the podcast. No, it's that guy. I gotta go. <laughs> this is a hard out. All right. Take Bye. care. See ya. See ya.